When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing this fine Wednesday evening? Splendid, splendid. Preseason hockey underway, Grumpy. We got to see ourselves a little treat. The New York Islanders against the Rangers yesterday. And tonight, the Islanders against the Flyers, Grump. Yep. I wish there was some way for me to watch it. I would have had it on or at least DVR'd it in some way, shape, or form. But not the case, because you know how much I love when we play and beat the Flyers. Now, we got to watch, and at least you got to watch, Grumpy. I know yesterday, the uh, the Rangers game um, on the, was it on MSG Network. It was on NHL Network, actually. It was also on MSG for, I guess, you know, the New York area people. But for for me, it was on NHL Network. So we got to. Watch- I got I got the Rangers feed. That's what we got. So we got to get you know we got to watch a little bit of uh, a little Islanders action back at it again. So you know it, it's early. It's preseason. We'll go ahead and talk about some of the things we like to see. Some of the things that. You know, you know what what causes maybe some room for potential optimism for you know some, some particular players, and uh, you know who looks who looks like they're 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 going to hopefully hit the ground running this year. Um, but if you're new to this channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and every single Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, I encourage you to do a few things. If you like this content, you like listening to people and like talking about the New York Islanders, it is it it's imperative. It is an absolute must that you subscribe on YouTube, that you like on Facebook and follow on Twitter. Um, we also have there a secondary podcast. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It is an all-sports podcast that takes place every single Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could find that there on YouTube 
at TJ and the Grumpy Old Man or as a featured page here where it says check out our other podcast for TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. And you can find us there on Facebook and Twitter. We just pretty much have a good time. Myself, the Grumpy Old Man and Sun X just shooting the shit and talking everything and anything sports, talking NFL, talking basketball, MLB, talking NHL, talking college athletics, talking world football, a.k.a. soccer. We just pretty much talk anything and everything sports on that show. That's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've got all of our housekeeping items out of the way, Grump. About time, but okay. um, the uh, you know, uh, hockey starting up again. We got to see some of the young guys yesterday, Grump. We got to see our William DeFores, our Matthew Maggio's, our Isaiah George's, you know, the guys who were collecting some early praise there, and some of the Islanders' more higher rated prospects. And you know, I use that term loosely because when your prospect pools the 31st or 32nd best in the NHL. It's all relative, right? You know, there are better prospects, but uh, they wouldn't necessarily perhaps be that on other teams. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you wanted me to go in what I noticed about yesterday's game. Oh, just even even to talk about this, right? Hockey's back underway, Grump. Isn't that fun? Hockey's yeah, underway. Yeah. I so regular season starts in like two weeks. It's preseason. So everything, you know, let's take it with a grain of salt. Um, sure. But certain things do pop out. And like I've mentioned before on the show, I'm looking, you know, at, in this particular circumstance, we know what we're going to get from the regular ham and eggers on our team. But I wanted to see how some of the younger guys looked in their first shot at, in the professional game. And pretty much the four, you know, we played, what, five minutes against Boston last year, Maggio um, and Isaiah George. I was interested to see how they looked. Uh, Durando, uh, Kyle McClain. So those were the type of guys I was looking at, honestly. Uh, and then I wanted to see, you know, how some of the older guys looked. What I noticed right away, I even, I even have my little pad and paper out here because I can't remember from one day to the next. So I, I write these things down. And then when I get tired of the nonsense, I just stop writing. Um, and I was just writing as I, I mean, Isaiah George turns over the puck in the first 15 seconds and it's one, nothing Rangers. Welcome to some NHL hockey. Welcome to professional hockey. My friend, I want to say NHL. Welcome to professional hockey. He's only played juniors his entire career. Welcome to the pros. I'm just glad that wasn't Noah Dobson because he would have been burned at the stake on this podcast and every other island thing. It was Isaiah George is not NHL ready. And like I mentioned, I think to you off air yesterday, TJ, you know, you have uh, Lane Lambert saying, oh, Isaiah George, he gets better every shift. He gets this, that, and the other thing. Okay. He's nowhere close to being an NHL player. Not even close. He's a minimum, minimum, not this year, not next year, maybe the year after. Three years away. Three years until maybe he's a viable option. Right. I mean, he just he's just not there yet. It's not a slam. He's just not ready. Not ready for the physicality. Again, grain of salt, game one of the preseason. But he turned the puck over a lot. I think he even got injured. Um, at one point in the game, he kind of got hit along the boards and folded up a little bit. But I think he, uh, I think he's fine. Um, so not an issue there. And then we had Matthew Maggio. No, no, no. He's three years away at the earliest. 
did not, he looks small, looks tiny. Um, and he got run into by Vinny Trocek and he laid there like a dog. They said it was knee on knee. It wasn't. I didn't even think it was penalty, honestly. They gave him a kneeing penalty. I'm like, dude, he just ran into him. He, he was skating with his head down. He got rid of the puck. He didn't pick his head up. He got run over by Vinny Trocek. He didn't extend the leg, anything like that. I, I thought that was a weak penalty call. He comes out with a broken nose, bloodied, no, bloodied face. I mean, geez. I'm like, no, this kid's not ready. Could he turn out to be something in, you know, three, four, five years? Maybe, but he's not ready. Anyone who thinks that he's ready to come in and contribute to the Islanders this year is mistaken. Same with Isaiah George. That's why whenever you hear these, you know, reports from training camp the first week, this guy's looking great. He's looking sensational. You know what? Just let's just pump the brakes just a little. I want to see Isaiah George succeed. I absolutely do. I'd love to see Matthew Maggio succeed. They're just years away because of their age. They're not ready, and that's fine. William DeFore. I thought William DeFore was not noticeable in a good way. And what I mean by that is he wasn't lagging behind Brock Nelson and Pierre Engvall. It seems like he kept up with the play, which now he's still not a speed demon, but he wasn't like, holy shit, this guy can't skate. He was not that bad. And he scored a goal scorer goal. And what but I what I mean by that, he was on the power play unit and it was just kind of a broken play. The Islanders didn't do anything on the power play. But the the puck just kind of comes off the backboards and being a goal scorer, he takes it a bad angle, just bang, pops it in. It was like, you know, goal scorers score those kind of goals. He beats Sesterkin who's coming across from post to post. Anybody else on the team probably doesn't score that. He's a goal scorer, good for him. I like that about him. You know, that that's that's one of the big things too. It's like with a guy like William DeFore, the biggest the biggest pitfall we always said that he could have, at least regarding his career and progression, is what does the speed look like? Will he be there and an adequate will he have an adequate amount of speed needed to be a consistent game in, game out professional and successful top 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 or middle six professional? Because with the way his style is played. You would expect that guy to be a uh, bare minimum a middle six guy, second or third line streaky scorer. That's what you you'd expect at least from this guy. And the the fact that okay, the speed is something that he's continuing to work on and he's getting better at on a consistent basis. That's reassuring to see. That's good to see. Is a guy like William DeFore ready? No, probably not. But at least we're able to see there though that hey, yeah. He shows the propensity to be able to skate at the NHL level, and he'll be able to do that hopefully and continue to improve. I mean, he's only 22, 20, you know, 21, or was he 22 years old, Grump? William before? I don't know. I honestly don't know. 21. I only, what do you stare at me like I should know everyone's age? Do you? How come you're asking me? You should know everything. You're the czar of the podcast. You're the tyrant. You're, you're, uh, yeah. I was hoping you'd know, Grumpy. I was, I was hoping you'd know. He's like, you don't need to give me some face because I don't know a guy's age. You didn't know. And oh, oh what do you mean you don't know, Grumpy? What do you mean by that? Oh, you don't know. My grump. How old is he? Twenty-one, Grumpy. Twenty-one. Isn't that what I said? Twenty-one. No, motherfucker, you said nothing. I say I think he's twenty-one or twenty-two years old. And Grump, you know his age. He's like, I don't know. Watch, watch, your, watch your guttural <laughs> language too. Just watch him out. Uh huh. Watch him out. Uh-huh. Now, let's look at some of the less than positives, because, I mean, Maggio and George aren't ready. That's not a negative. They're just not ready. Um, 
Isaiah George looked like a turnover machine. Uh, he, matter of fact, his nickname might be Apple Turnover. Um, but by the time he comes back, who knows? And Maggio just looked small and not fast. If his game is predicated on speed, he's not NHL ready skating wise. He looked like a boy out there. And then when uh, Trocheck gave him a little love tap, stop. No. Bloody nose. Oh, crawled off the ice. They had to come out and help him off. It was like, come on, son. Um, that that being said, he's just not ready yet. William DeFore, like I said, goal scorer, goal, not not noticeable in a bad way. That's that's what I'll say about him. It was nice to see again, like he was and for those he's he's got he's got an eye there. It players that have the ability to score always from an outsider's perspective, if you're not familiar with the sport, it's like, man, look how lucky he is. He always just seems to be in the right spot at the right time. And it's just like, it's so fortuitous. Everything bounces his way. Well, yeah, exactly. The goal scorer's goal like that. He puts himself in the right position. He knows where he's supposed to be. A guy like William DeFore, maybe, and that's what you're looking for. And a late pick, you're looking for a guy that can become an everyday NHLer. That's what you're looking for out of a guy like William DeFore, right? Does he solve our problem? Does he solve our general manager mismanaging, you know, the entire cap? Does he solve our, our issue with continually trading away draft pick after draft pick? No, he doesn't. But it's good to see that some of these young guys that we do have, the limited amount of resources we do have, looks like maybe one or a few of those can be an everyday NHL. That's at least somewhat reassuring. Better than maybe what we had expected. It's better than a worst-case scenario where none of them are at the NHL level. Right. And, you know, to be understood, right? To be understood. I wanted to touch on some of the veterans, okay? And the Islanders, they played about half their team, uh, you know, in game one, if we didn't see the first line, uh, we saw the second line. We saw hopefully what our third line is going to be with um, Hudson Fashing, with JG Pajot and average Captain Average. Wouldn't that be nice? I, I was about to say, wouldn't that be a nice third line? I was not a big fan of who was being rolled out there for tonight's first line, but wouldn't it be nice to have Captain Average on the third line with Jean Gabriel Pajot? In Hudson Fashing, you've got a real energy guy in Hudson Fashing. Jean Gabriel Pajot still has enough left in the tank. An average just plops his ass in front of the net, maybe redirects a few shots on target. So I like that line. You had uh, Clutterbuck played, and uh, you know, like I said, it, it kind of was what it was. Scott Mayfield looked slow. He looked really slow, and he was turning the puck over as well. I, I mean, he played with Isaiah George, which is a natural handicap, him being a rookie like that. But still, that second goal was Pajot getting kind of fleeced at the line with an aggressive Ranger forecheck. They're playing a different style under Peter Laviolette. So he kind of pressured him. The puck goes to uh, Mayfield, and then Mayfield just a nice pass uh, to Krieger, and he walks in and scores. Um, just – you know, was it Krieger or Pitlick? Maybe it was Pitlick who scored the third goal. Um, it was, I don't remember. It, it's it's a moot point. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Um, but he looks slow. He looks slow. And, you know, who was the Sam Rosen was doing the game with uh, Joe Micheletti and Butch Goring? All these guys were all friends. First thing I noticed, Sam Rosen talks like he's had a stroke. I mean, or maybe he's just too old to do the job, but uh, he did not sound right. 
He just there was a lot of hesitations and starts and stops and like he he's in to, preseason form. Grumpy, come on now. He's got to get he's got to get warmed back up and ready he was to go. Trying to, like he didn't know how to pronounce certain words. It, it seemed like there was something physically wrong with him. That's all I'm saying about. He is Stanford. 76 years old. Old time to get a new guy. We here's the thing. We got a great guy. Brendan's great. Brendan Burke is great. We have so, one guy that maybe is on the other side. Maybe we we do have Sam Rosen. He just starts with the, the first name Butch. Okay, Sam made Butch look really good. I thought Butch was good really? last night. Yeah, Sam was yeah. terrible. It's it's good. L look at this. Lou Lamarillo comes back with a summer tan, looking freaking good. Butch Goring comes back and he's looking like the Butchie of ten years ago back in the commentator's booth. Maybe this is a year, Grump. Hey, this is I, a year. Everything, the sun and the stars and the moon align. I mean, here's the thing. I I call it as I see it. Everyone knows that. As I see it, I call it good, better, and different. Right. And they were talking about Mayfield, and they're like, oh, a lot of people didn't think they'd sign Mayfield back. And then Butch had to try to toe the company line. He's like, yeah, well, you know, you know, Lou really liked him. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of years. You know, <laughs> Butch is like, I don't think Butch believes that was a good signing either. But he didn't come out and say it, but he's just like, yeah, well, it's long term. He signed here long term now. And then Joe Micheletti came and bailed him out because he could tell that he was floundering in Islander Bay. And he's like, yeah, but you got him at a really good dollar amount. That's I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. So he kind of – it was nice <laughs> that they kind of bailed Butch out there. Uh, mm. I do appreciate that. But another player who I thought looked just horrible last night was Varley. Semyon Varley looked freaking terrible. Now it's game one. It's yes, game it's one. Just, that's what I say. I, I don't want to interrupt your pace, but I'm like – we're game one of the preseason. Continue, and I'll, okay. I'll share my thoughts. Game okay. one of the preseason. I'll okay. just mention that again. Okay. First two goals, high glove side. High glove side. That's what they were aiming, high glove side. He made 20 saves out of 24 shots. Um, you know, it is what it is. But to me, the second, the, the, the third goal was directly because of him, or the second one, whichever one, the one that uh, Kreider scored. Puck's coming into him, and he just kind of tries to catch or glove it, but doesn't really grab it, pushes it right out to Kreider, just bang, goal. It's like, dude, you got to do better than that. I mean, and you know what the first thought was? Four years, $2.75 for a freaking backup. That's all I thought. The, any backup could play like he played like yesterday. I thought it was three years. Is it four years on Varley? Four years till he's 39. God damn. Four years, 2.75 for backup. For backup, backup, backup. Scarrett came in, and he looked like a backup too. So you're not paying him anything, though, and you're not locked into a four-year deal. Sorry. Ryan B. does have something good to say. He says, don't worry about Mayfield being slow, Grumpy. He's got seven years to speed up. That's right, Grumpy. If we forget those big, long contracts, you know, hey, these players, all hockey players and professional athletes age like fine wine, Grumpy. Only it one guy has. Him. Only one guy has, and he ain't playing for the Islanders. That's all I'm going to say. I just, I, and everyone knows I'm a huge Scott Mayfield guy. I'm glad he got his money. I just wished it was somewhere else because he's not the player that he was a few years ago and he's not going to be getting any faster. His, his speed and his reaction time is going to go backwards from here. Again, seven years, three and a half million per seven years. 
for a guy who's in his 30s, a defenseman whose game is a physical game that doesn't last long. Just frustrating. Just frustrating. Do you want any Ranger observations? Because they're even more frightening to the Islanders, to be honest with you. I, well, first off, I want to address some of the items you're talking about because I, I know where we're going with these observations about the Rangers. I want to talk at least about the Mayfield you brought up as well as about Varlamov. Does it bother me that Varlamov came out and looked like shit in the first game of preseason? No, not at all. That That's actually the least of the worries. You're paying a guy for four years, you know, two plus million dollars a year to be the backup. It's a problem in itself at 35 years old. That being said, 2.75. Don't don't try to under don't try to undervalue it. Two point whatever. Um, I'll say this. It doesn't bother me that he struggled off the bat. Goalies sometimes have games where they struggle. It's really early. So like goalies, I feel like are players where sometimes it takes them a while to kind of get back in the groove of things. So it doesn't bother me at all. He played poorly. Mayfield. Now here's the item about Mayfield. Last year, how many of these Islander fans are talking about how bad of a year? Oh, Mayfield looks so bad. He looks so slow. He looks so this. I said the same thing two years ago. Oh man, Mayfield was so good in the playoffs, but he just hasn't been playing well in the regular season. Mayfield's not a defenseman that plays well in the regular season. He takes a copious amount of penalties because he plays an ultra-physical brand for today's standards of the NHL, and uh, he's just not very fleet of foot. You know, in the postseason, you get away with a lot of clutching and grabbing and holding and being overly physical that they're going to let go, slashing. You know, you don't get called as for as many penalties in the in the postseason. And that's why when you get, when you can take more liberties against an opposing player, you get to slow him down, you get to impede him, makes him look like wow, he's a real bedrock back there, he's real sheetrock back there. So you know, sheetrock, he's sheetrock, Grump. Sheetrock, a little bit of water tear right through sheetrock. He's 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 sheetrock during the regular season. He's bedrock during the postseason. There, Grumpy. That could be um, even worse though if you think about it for the Islanders because we're probably not going to make the playoffs. And it's like, okay, so we're not going to get to see the best of Scott Mayfield. We'll get the, we'll get to see the sheet rock Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> um, that being said, Grump, um, you know, it's, <laughs> we're at a spot to where Mayfield looks slow. He looked slow all last year. And guess what? Every year in the regular season, he's going to look slower and slower and slower and slower and by the way i'll pop the i'll pop up a few of these comments here grumpy just so we can make sure we've got them up here the game is actually on andrew l and, and matthew s said it's being streamed on the islanders website and being live streamed on the nhl app okay well tj oh. maybe you could pull that up on your phone like most of your games that you watch i've got it pulled up here next to me so i'll try to keep us updated okay. um they've already pulled sorokin so you know, that that just mentioning that but uh okay you no, wanted to mention a few no, observations you had. One, one thing I want to say, don't say they pulled Sorokin. Just say Sorokin got his work in because I'm sure those scummy flyers didn't score on him. No, so, they didn't. He had 12 yeah. saves. Sorokin, Sorokin got a good game and a half of, of, of work in, and he's picking up, it looks like, right where he left off. Well, um, maybe, a, maybe a period and a half. A period and a half, whatever you want to call it, half yeah. a game. So he looked, he looked good in the limited action we saw from him. But, Grumpy, you wanted to mention some observations you had about the Rangers. Yeah, I'm, I'm just keeping a Phil's Fiction scorecard right now. Oh, God. Isaiah George. Tough. Isaiah George. <clears throat> wrong. That's an X for Phil. Matthew Maggio. <clears throat> there's another X for Phil. Over two. Like I said, he's always batting 1,000. He's wrong every time. Then I thought about the things he said about the Rangers, where he feels the Islanders are going to beat out the Rangers. Again, 
it's preseason game one. So grain of salt. What did you see from the Rangers that you haven't, that you usually don't see from my perspective, aggression and speed on the forecheck. They looked bigger and faster than we did. We did not have our full team out there. They didn't have their full team either. They didn't have their first line out there, but they had just about as many starters as we did. Maybe one or two extra. That's it. And I was like, well, I'm interested. Phil said that, you know, Blake Wheeler sucks. He's cashed. He wouldn't have taken him on the island for 800000 I thought it would have been a great idea. Phil said no. Let me tell you something. Blake Wheeler can still play. That's a great pickup for them. <clears throat> There's another wrong one for Phil. He's over three. Then I'm like, okay, well, who else is out there? Capo Caco. Phil says he sucks too. <clears throat> 15 seconds in, he scores the game-winning goal. The kid looked good last night. Then the guy that... When Phil wants to talk about prospects, he's always talking about prospects, prospects, prospects. You know, the Rangers have no prospects. The Islanders have all the great prospects. And I said, what about this kid, Othman? He was their number one draft pick, I guess, two years ago. We talked about like, a guy with big size who skated pretty well that we're like, he's he sucks. rated. Phil said, Phil said he sucks. He sucks. He's Matthew Maggio scored this many points in the OHL as an overager, and Othman didn't score that many points. Let me tell you something. Othman... I want to say he's three times the player that Matthew Maggio is. That kid can play. He can play. <clears throat> Phil's wrong again, 0 for 6. Like I said, whenever you want to know what's really, if you want to find out what's going to happen, you can listen to Phil on Twitter and just whatever he says, it's opposite day. Because <laughs> that will be wrong and what will be right is, you know, the, the exact opposite. Oh. The Othman kid, to me, the Othman kid, I think he had an assist on the Wheeler goal. He was in – even Butchie was commenting on it. That kid's in every single play. And they're like, are they going to bring him up, play him on the fourth line, limited minutes, or are they going to send him back down to uh, wherever they play and, uh, you know, let him play on the first line 20, 22 minutes a night? And they said probably going to send him down. If he was on the Islanders, he would be a starter on our team. No doubt in my mind. What has Peter Laviolette done for the Rangers? A whole new mindset. This is not this is not the old Rangers. We're not beating the Rangers this year. The Rangers, anyone who's saying the Islanders are better than the Rangers, because a lot of people have been saying, a lot of people saying, well, you know, it'll be Colorado, it'll be Carolina and Jersey, and you know, then you know, the Islanders and you know, maybe Pittsburgh. I'm like, where are the Rangers? I mean, I watch the Rangers, they're good. They're freaking good. The Rangers are going to be better this year because they're not going to have that laissez-faire attitude behind the bench. How long it lasts? Is it going to last one year, two years, three years? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what. They're going to be a better team this year. And to a man, they've got a sour taste in their mouth how they lost the Devils last year. That's good motivation. It is. Unfortunately for us Islander fans, the Rangers are going to be good this year. There's no way the Rangers are not a top three team. So right now, the only shot the Islanders have of making the playoffs is somehow beating out Pittsburgh. That's it. No other chance. Okay. You, you Long-winded. I wanted you to get your points out. I want to mention this about the Rangers. The biggest thing I noticed, and what I'm going to they're playing a different style under Peter Laviolette. Simple. I think they're going to try to max up. You talk about 
you know, the, the players that you've got there. Okay, why do some players not perform? How are we going to be able to maximize the performance from all of our players? How would we be and, and again, maximizing performance from individual players helps you win more games, helps you have more results, hopefully helps you win a Stanley Cup. Now, here's the thing that I noticed. Heavy forecheck, fast, right? We talk about that was the big thing all offseason long about the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers have nine of their 12 forwards or 30 or older. We kept hearing that, kept hearing that. Often look good. Sam Pitlick look good. Pitlick look good too. Pitlick look good also. They have depth. I'll put it to you that way. We talk about how wow, we've got Julian Gauthier, and we've got here Simon Holmstrom as a depth piece. Uh yeah, I'd I'd switch them up if we could <laughs> if we could with uh with Offman there and um with Pitt like that, you know, but uh, you know, it's early yet. You know, yeah. it's it was, you know, I'd say that the, the Rangers probably had a better lineup out there than the Islanders. You know, the, the big things for me was how do some of the younger guys look? Do we look like we're at the right skating pace for some, like DeFore was a big one. Maggio's got a long way to go. Isaiah George has a long way to go. You could see, though, they show flashes. And that's Maggio the- didn't show any flashes. No flashes. The only flashes he saw were the ones <laughs> when he got knocked out. He looks like a fighter trying to, oh, 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 oh. no, here's the thing. I'm not going to judge him on that game because, but he, he's not ready. He's not, he looked like a boy amongst men out there. Yeah. Same thing with Isaiah George. And it's, it's not a criticism. It's really not a criticism. They're just not ready yet. Right. They're just not ready. I, I'll tell you this. But you all, it's, it's early, right? The only thing that I'm looking for is as we start to ramp things up, the last really game or two of the preseason, where it's like, hey, we pretty much had the lineups out there. And the other thing that I'm looking forward to, and even kind of bleeding over to tonight's game, Simon Holmstrom is on the first line with Matt Barson and Bo Horvat. He blows. I'm hoping that is not the lineup combination starting opening night. Simple. <laughs> I, you know, I, Simon Holmstrom is just, uh, yeah, he scored a goal, right? He scored a goal tonight. People will say, oh, Holmstrom, maybe he's poised for a huge season. Uh, um, that'll be Phil's. That'll be the next narrative he'll push. Okay, it's the Flyers. Yes. Flyers now, are freaking bad. The one thing I did notice as well about the Flyers tonight, and I'll put this up, and I'll we'll play a little game because I looked at this earlier. I was like, holy shit. It means either I don't know anything about the Flyers or the Flyers are about to have one of the worst seasons in the history of the NHL. Uh, now, this is a preseason roster. Most times in preseason, you're putting some guys out there. You want to get a feel for who they are. I'm just going to ask you to stop when you see names that are in the NHL. or I've, NHL I've heard of Matt players. Brown. I think I've heard of Matt Brown. Okay. I have not. Oh. Matt Brown, the professional fighter. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's it. You know, it's bad when you go ahead and just, let's see, Matt Brown hockey. Matt Brown doesn't sound familiar to me, but. How old is he? Hold on. Is he 37? He's five foot nine, 24 year old. Okay. No, I never, I never heard of him. Sorry. Never heard of him. Okay. I was about to say with a generic ass name, like Matt Brown, it's like Dan Smith. Um, John Smith. John Smith too. Now, Desjardins I've heard of. That's not Desjardins. (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. My bad. (laughs) That's Delorier. Morgan Frost, I've heard of Morgan Frost. Morgan Frost. I've heard of him. Garnet Hathaway, right from the Washington Capitals. I've heard of Garnet Hathaway. There's two. Scott Layton or Lawton. Lawton. I'm sorry, I've heard of Lawton. There's three. Rasmus Listalinen. Yep. Um, Also, Ryan Pooling, I think we've heard of. We've heard of him, no? Bowling Springwater? I don't know. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here you I, go. He's somebody from Montreal. Okay. Uh, let me put it to you like this. Okay, he's young, I'm though. Looking at, yeah. I'm looking at some of the roster, and I don't know what they're going to roll out there for opening night. Because remember, it seems like always the Flyers have a million injuries. Like Couturier always gets hurt every single year. Anybody can who can get anybody that can get hurt does get hurt for the Flyers. I'm looking at that roster. I don't know what they're rolling out there for opening night, but it is looking. It's going to be a rough year for the Flyers. A really rough year. You know what I think? The Flyers are a stupid organization, right? Everyone knows how much I hate the Flyers. Yeah. Maybe they thought that Connor Bedard was coming out next year. <laughs> so they're trying to tank this. Year. Oh, Connor Bedard's coming out in the draft, and it won't be till game 60 when they play Chicago. It's like, hey, what's he doing in the Blackhawks uniform? <laughs> is he getting some preview practice games, getting ready for the NHL season? What is he doing with this uh, with this other team here? Yeah, they're um, freaking bad. The, the Flyers are bad. They're terrible. They're going to be a bottom five team in the NHL this season. I'm so happy. I'd almost rather – well, I don't want to say this because it's going to sound bad, but if we beat the Flyers <laughs> however many, four times a year, I used to love when we played them six times a year. If we played the Flyers four times a year and beat them every every game, hammer them, I consider this a season to success. <laughs> I hate the Flyers so much. I can look back, hey, That's we beat nice the Flyers. I, honestly, the toughest losses for me is when we lose to the Flyers. Those are the worst. I hate those Flyers so much. I hate the Flyers more than I hate the Rangers. It's not even close, honestly. I hate the Flyers. I've never disliked the Rangers. I've never been on Long Island now for a long enough time to dislike the Rangers. So, well, let me just tell you what it's like. I dislike the Penguins. I've always disliked the Penguins because they're so fucking good for such a long time. That's what I dislike. I just hate the Flyers. I've always hated the And it's what you grow up with, right? They were the Broad Street bullies. They try to goon it up all the time against the Islanders. It was, to me, the best Stanley the, My favorite Stanley Cup was the first one, beating those scummy Flyers in six games. That was the best. I mean, I, I, and to me, you know, you want to know why Ranger fans and Islander fans don't get along? Because the Ranger fans look at Islander fans as like their little brothers and like to beat up on them because, you know, they've been – there forever and ever and ever and the islanders were the upstarts the the other thing too i wanted to mention at least about you know getting back to the game um the division you've got two teams that are at the clear bottom i think you have teams that are definitely at the upper echelon which i think are clearly separated from us and i think there's going to be a dog fight between teams like us teams like the penguins Teams like the Washington Capitals. I think it's going to be a dogfight for who makes a playoff spot if they do have a chance. I'd be surprised if Washington was any higher than sixth. You know, we talk, everybody's fucking, everybody's talking about, oh man, Pittsburgh's all jones up. They're ready to go after such a disappointing season. We don't think, think Washington has the same fucking mindset. You think Washington has a different mindset? I just think that Washington realizes they're in rebuild. It's about getting Ovechkin that record. And transitioning to the next phase. That's what I think it's about for them. I just, and I think Pittsburgh, I just think Pittsburgh's better. I think we're fifth. I, I think the division's going to play out. I don't know who's going to come in first or second. I'm going Carolina, though, because, well, what the hell? I live down in Carolina. Carolina, number one. Devils, number two. Rangers, number three. Maybe even they might even flip flop. You might see the Rangers, two, and the Devils, three. Pittsburgh, four. A hard four. Rangers five. I'm sorry, Islanders five. Washington. Man, 
I'm even thinking about taking – I would have taken Columbus if Bab- Babcock was coach. I, I think Columbus Columbus has so much calamity in the front office. I think things are going to be fucking awful for Columbus this year. Philadelphia's playing – they're trying to suck for Bedard. The season is a year Bedard. off. The season is a canard for Bedard, and they don't even realize that he's gone. I don't know who their starters are. I hate the Flyers. I don't care who I Bobby care. Brink isn't in. Like, there's a lot of guys who aren't in that are usually in for the Flyers, too. It's just like it's so it's like, you know, you don't look at results. I don't really care too much about results in preseason. No. I care more about how individual performances look. I care more about how players look in isolated situations. All righty. The ones we bring forward in practice, how are we looking? Are we looking like we're fleet of foot? Are we looking like we've got jump in our step? Are we looking aware? You know, it's like the first few games, it's like, okay, it's kind of like Honestly, it's kind of like you're stretching right now, getting ready to run a marathon is what they're doing. So guys are limbering up. All righty. You know, sometimes guys stretch really well. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, that guy looks stiff as a board when he first starts stretching. But the more he stretches, the more limber he gets. So, you know, we're stretching right now. I'm not going to pick apart too many players for how they stretch. It's about as simple as I'll put it. I, I'm more trying to find what are what are positives right now than what are negatives, right? So Varley sucking ass at the beginning of the game happens. Um, Mayfield looking slow. That's just going to be always there. It's not like he's going to say, I'm right now in third gear. Let me go ahead and kick it up to fourth and then fifth gear. So I'm ready to go by the time the season starts. What you see from the speed of Mayfield is his speed. I just look at the game yesterday and I'm like, the same things we've been saying about the Islanders for the last few years are still there. 12 shots on goal through the first two periods. I thought we looked – the first period, I thought we were abysmal. Uh, the second period, I thought we were pretty good for the first seven minutes. And then the Rangers scored a goal, and then, well, that was that. And uh, the third period, we kind of – I think they had a couple power plays. Um, and I it was just it was just different. Durando scored a goal at the end where it looks like the Rangers just looked totally discombobulated defensively on that play. The Islanders came down in mass and just like, what the hell are the Rangers doing? I mean, I thought that was a bad goal for them. <laughs> I like this by Michael M says, Blake Wheeler and Anders Lee in a straight line race. They might finish the race by game 82. <laughs> Wheeler's a better skater than Anders Lee. I think so too. They're both not. Wheeler's, Wheeler's so much a better player than Anders Lee. He's going to, he's going to do, he's going to do well with the Rangers this year. Just mark my words. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hey, what he had 60 something points last year. Oh, yes. he's finished. Uh, you know what? Anders Lee would kill for a 60 point season. Yeah. <sighs> so he's good. He knows he gets to spots on the ice. He knows he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's got really good hands. We don't watch a whole lot of Winnipeg games, right? I mean, let's be honest. I don't watch a whole lot of Winnipeg games. No. I was like, Holy I shit. watch zero Winnipeg games unless they're playing the Islanders. That's not a very appealing game for me to say. Let me watch a slow and lethargic offense play the same style we do, except I have no ties to the organization and no ties to the players. So I have zero interest in watching Winnipeg. None. And maybe he looked, maybe I thought he looked better because I've been listening to Phil talk shit about him all offseason. And I'm like, <laughs> Your expectation was so low for him. Well, yeah, I'm like, Well, Phil says he can't play at all. I'm like, Dude. He's going to be a thorn in our side all year long. He's He can play, the kid. Oh, he is a kid to me. But the old man can play. He can still play. He's got really good hands. And you know what? He might not be the fastest skater, but you know what? He gets to spots. He he knows what he's doing. He's, he's good. 
Blake Will is still a good player. That's all I'm saying. Still a good player. Yeah. Is he the guy he was five years ago, seven? No, he's not. But you know what? I see a I could see easily see a 60, 70 point season from him. Easily. Mm. Particularly with the style they're going to play this year. They're they seem like, well, what Laviolette wants to turn them into is the type of team that gives us uh fits. Aggression on the forecheck, speed up front, physicality. And attacking, attack, attack, attack. That's death for us. It has been for the last number of years. Mm. You know, I, I, it's the and big it's, question, I think, again, too, getting kind of back to the Islanders, right? I think the Rangers, for anybody who thinks the Rangers are going to fall off planet Earth, you're freaking nuts. Yeah, That's not going to happen. Um, I We've mentioned before on the show, I could see the Devils taking a little bit of a step back. I could see that in the regular season. Absolutely. They came out. They you have a little bit of a sophomore slump that next year. Even though they've got a whole bunch of young players, you'd expect Timo Meyer to play better. You'd expect certain things from. I wouldn't be shocked if they struggle a little bit. It's like things came unbelievably easy for them last year. Not every year things like that happen. I'd expect them to maybe have a little bit of a sophomore struggle, a little bit of a slump this year. I still think they're a team good enough to make the postseason though, and I think the experience they gained from being in the postseason this last year will make them a more a competitive team in this year's postseason. Do you want to make Islander fans feel good, though? Yes, I want to make Islander fans feel good. I want to make the fans who listen to the show feel good. Absolutely, Grump. The Rangers have won one Stanley Cup in 82 years. That's it, 1994. One Stanley Cup in 82 years. 1940 was their previous. Whatever year this is, 2023. So one Stanley Cup. In 82 years. It's 29 years since they won a Stanley Cup. Think about that. I know it's longer for us, but we won four cups. And we've been, this is our 51st year. We've won four cups. They've won one cup in 82 years. So if any Ranger fan tries to give you shit, Alephant won in 82. Shit. That's really great. Wow. Sounds, like Aaron Boone. Sounds, the way, sounds the way Aaron Boone has managed the Yankees this year. Mm. I tell you. Um, let me do this, Grumpy. Let me go ahead and, and read our ad there from today. I want to start getting into some comments there. I want to start bringing up a few items here to discuss additionally. Uh, but today's podcast, Grump, is brought to you by DraftKings, Grumpy, your favorite DraftKings, our yeah. favorite DraftKings as well here. Um, we've got here, we're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down a throw down five on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. The draft and DraftKings isn't stopping here. All customers can take advantage of the two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in the action. So download the app now and sign up with the promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY 
or text hope NY in Connecticut. Help is available if you have a gambling problem. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, a licensee partner of Golden Nugget Lake Charles. You must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance and eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Very nice, DJ. Impressive. Most oh, impressive. yeah. I do what I can, Grump. I do what I can. Um, How long have you been reading that ad? Because it seems like it's been a while. Two weeks, maybe. Well, I'm surprised you're actually able to get it so good. It's like Hooked on Phonics, Grumpy. I've been hitting Hooked on Phonics hard this year, Grump. Getting ready for a long year of reading a lot of ads, Grump. Oh, God. Oh, no. I got a few memes I do want to show here that Drew had sent that uh, you'll get a kick out of here, Grumpy. So this is the first one here. It says, ladies and gentlemen, you're 2023-2024 New York Islanders. Oh, it's an old timers game. It's the alumni game. Yes, they look very old. Oh my God is right. Oof. Oh my goodness. I think they were winded walking out from the tunnel to the rink. Right, right, right. Yeah. I ah, shit. You know, it's uh, it... I think here's an advantage for the Islanders, perhaps this season. No one, I mean, no one is giving them a shot. So maybe teams kind of overlook them. And you're able to teams play their backup goalie against us because they're figuring that, hey, this is a game that we're expected to win. We're playing a team that we don't necessarily feel threatened by. We think we could put a backup in, give a guy a game off, and we win games like that. I like in yesterday, and I again, it's game one. It's game one. But when you see the same things year over year, it's like, mm, I don't see any change. We're just like not a threat in the offensive zone. Not a threat. And, of course, it was this would have been like the second power play unit. But even on the power play, I know we scored a goal. It was kind of a broken play at the last second. But it was like we really weren't putting any pressure on the Rangers. It just uh, – I, I was just hoping for a little bit better. Uh, but 12, uh, 12 shots through two periods is not good enough. That much I can tell you. Okay. I, I'll say this and I'll say it again. We had a lot. I think the Rangers lineup was a little bit more competent than the Islanders lineup. They rolled out there. I'm not too concerned. I will say as we start getting closer to the regular season, and if we're still going ahead once we have normal starters in and we still kind of look like uh, we're all the same problems we struggled with last year, what a shock without addressing this year, just carried over. That's what I'm going to be like, hmm, where have I seen this before? I think I've seen this someplace. But she did say that from what he's heard, well, okay. Somebody told him what's happening. That, uh, like, if something happens to Casey, Kyle McLaren, uh, Kyle McLaren, Kyle, Kyle McLean is the first guy called up. Now, why so, specifically Casey? He just said Casey. You know what it tells me? Kyle McLean is the first guy called up. And you want to know who's not? Durando. Yeah, maybe. You also is not Ruslan Ishikov. You also is not William DeFore. No, yeah. also isn't Matthew Maggio. <laughs> Matthew Maggio, he want, well, they already told him we want you to go down to Bridgeport and you know become learn how to become a leader. Okay, 
<laughs> guess what, Matthew Maggio? You might think you have a shot to play. The organization is not even going to give you a sniff. And after yesterday, maybe they instead of trying to be a leader, how about just stop bleeding all over the ice? Let's just take it one step at a time. Learn how to take a body check where you're going to got to crawl up on your belly. Um, I will bring this off here. Uh, oh man, crap! I thought I had to pull it up here. The uh, um, your boy, Paul Bissonette. Paul Bissonette. What about him? <laughs> Paul Bissonette was talking here about the Islanders recently in a not so nice way. No, there's a shock. There's a shock. Yeah, I was about to say, Drew, if you send me that link. I think Drew is in the chat there. Drew, send me that link. I can't find it there. I'm trying. I'm trying to manage a few things, but send us the link there. I, I know he spoke about the Islanders, how boring they were. What a get, a shock! What a shock again about how boring the Islanders fan base is. Well, this oh, he said the fan base is boring. Oh no, I'm sorry. How boring the Islanders are. The fan base is so energetic. They're fantastic. You know, they do this, they do that, and it was done. It was done on spitting chicklets. I don't remember who said what, but it was like an open dialogue. And I, oh man, the fan base is so great. You know, they're so this, but you know, they're rewarded with such a boring style of hockey and such a boring team to watch play and everything like that. I'm like, kind of he, he said he said that before. Yeah, and I know it's just like it's like you're hitting the same exact talking points. I feel like again and again, but talk about the Islanders. Oh, they're boring. <laughs> Didn't uh, say yeah. that last year and two years ago, bitch. Oh yeah, but it's still the same. Why don't you just run the clip? This is what I thought about them. You want to be entertaining? Just run the clip from two years ago last year. Just run it. Run the same clip. God. So uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and look at some comments here. Uh, Joseph C said, "I know it was only preseason, but it was fun kicking your guys' ass last night. the The yeah. Flyers look exactly as shitty as everybody predicted them to be. Didn't even take two preseason games. They're terrible. They're terrible." Drew L. Grumpy. Drew played very well. Played well yesterday as well. It's a shame that unless an injury happens to our starting lineup, there'll be no spot for him. That's what happens when you sign all these old guys to long-term deals. It's not like you're going to sit any of them. No one has a shot. It just And here's the difference between the Rangers and the Islanders. You know what they got for the bottom of their roster? Veterans who know their role for cheap deals. That's how you do it. This way you can pay your better players more money. You can get better players at the top of your roster to do, you know, the scoring and all that stuff. But the bottom of your roster is just guys who work hard and accept their roles. Guys who are, you know, closer to the end than they are the beginning. That's a, that's a smart way to do it, honestly. They're cheap. The one thing I would like to see going forward as we get closer to the regular season, I want to see them try Pulak, or I'm sorry, Pelic and Dobson for a few games. Me too. This is your chance to showcase that, whether that's a viable option. Even if you don't want to start the regular season out with that, wouldn't it be nice to say, oh, if a guy gets injured, maybe we kind of know what we're working with with this combination. It's right. preseason. I'd like to see that combination. I'd like I to mean, see that combo. Think about it. You don't have to put Pulak and Pellick together ever in the preseason, ever. Like yesterday, Pulak was playing with – who was he playing with yesterday? Some uh, shit, some no name kid, right? It wasn't. Oh, shit. oh, um, Hutton was playing with Aho. Um, Mayfield was playing with George, and Pulak was playing with gosh, I can't remember. Nah, I can't Sorry, miss. I'll try to pull it up. Um, 
Uh, as I'm trying to pull that up, Drew, Drew got it sent there to me. Um, oh, okay. Uh, did you read the Durando comment already? Yes, I did. Okay, perfect. Um, let me go ahead and pop up here the um, the uh, the spitting chicklets clip there. Talking about the Islanders in another very positive light per the usual. I'm sure you wouldn't be shocked. I'm sure you're not going to be shocked by this at all, Grump. The fuck is going on here? Um, it's not up on the screen. I know. Give me a sec, Grump. Well, I didn't know if you knew. Sometimes you think it's up and it's not. Should be shown for you now, right? Yes, I see it. He's how Detroit Islanders make the playoffs. No, was that Grump? It says, do the Islanders make the playoffs? Yes. Okay, let's listen. Is Ottawa, Detroit, or Buffalo better than them, though? I don't know, man. Like they're older. I know that's not a great thing, but it's a veteran team with the best goalie in the league. If Barzell lights it up this year, if Barzell's a ninety-point guy. For him to have that happen, their power play's got to be good. I, I think they. I don't know what to say. I was thinking you put Barzell up on top, just play five forwards on their power play because whatever they did last year wasn't working. If the Islanders get in, I don't think any of Ottawa, Buffalo, or Detroit gets yeah. in. If they get in, no, you don't want to play that team in the playoffs. Because no. yes. of Sorokin. Yeah. Guys, I just think this team is so boring. They're so slow. Just a <laughs> snooze fest. <laughs> Slowest team in the league. The New York Ambience. <laughs> is Ottawa... And I, I, they, I think they went a little bit further, too, off of that clip talking about the fan base is great. This happened. They got such a slow and boring team, though, that accompanied them. So He's not wrong. He's just a douche. I mean, but here's the thing. You realize Florida, Toronto, Boston, and Tampa, they're your four teams out of the, of the Atlantic, right? Isn't that what it's called, the Atlantic? Okay, four teams don't have to. Uh, the Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa don't have to make the playoffs. So the Islanders not to make it. If they make the playoffs, then there's no wild card wild card spot available. If if two wild card teams make it in from the Atlantic, and no other wild card team slots are available, so you got to finish the top three in the Metro. Usually, how it finishes: four teams from each division make it in. Right, that'd be top four. Yes, I can't remember the last time that it wasn't that. To be honest, very rare. And Very someone will call me out and said, "Oh, two years ago was that?" Okay, but it just doesn't seem the case. Uh, the case in the Eastern Conference, Boston will make it. Boston could be 15 games worse, and they're still going to make the playoffs with well over 100 points. Toronto's going to make it. Florida will make it. Tampa will make it. And the Rangers, Carolina, and Jersey are going to make it. And then Pittsburgh. Maybe we should have a pre-Stanley Cup tournament where the teams that don't make the Stanley Cup playoffs get to play off. Like maybe the top four teams that were left in the conference, two from each division, and two from uh, and then you'd have eight teams. We could have them play on the off nights. Who knows? Something to make the other fans look at something else. If they their team doesn't make the playoffs. How about that? Andrew L here, Grumpy. Ishikov and Timoshov both looked fast and skillful, but we all know they won't be seen unless a large amount of injuries. Yeah. Ishikov has no shot. None. I don't think they like him. Why the hell did you draft him? Good question. Why the hell did you draft him is right. Because that was the first draft. Yeah, it was the first draft under, um, well, that was the first draft under Lou Lamarillo. Okay, then it doesn't count. As now I know saying. why he was drafted. 
that's that's right the, he was he, <laughs> that was that was that Bodie Wild um uh, Noah Dobson and Oliver Wallstrom draft JP said and TJ did you get my email I did I just haven't responded yet I, I'm being lazy I don't know and we've got to do a fit somebody emailed me I know about fantasy hockey we also have to do a fantasy hockey league grump so yes I know we've got to do that gotta get on the stick with that one grump I know Fiance Y says, I love how TJ fits. Fiance Y. Fiance Y says, I love how TJ films in front of Paige's bookshelf. So to make him seem smart. That's right. I do. She's on to me. Uh, Nick D, grumpy. I'm going to bet you that that was not. That was not Fiance Y. That was Sun X using Fiance Y's computer. That's what I bet. Could be. Nick D says, Grumpy, TJ, how are you guys tonight? I can't believe how cheap these companies are. The NHL or the cable companies will not show preseason games. I think they they should. It's good advertising. You're right. There, I mean, like, there's there's no preseason hockey really on unless it's going through NHL Network. You can find it there streaming there on, like, the website of the team or ESPN+. Plus. I, I don't know. You want to grow the sport? Uh, I don't know why not. Why not make all the preseason games available to try to get your fan base energized for the start of the season? What, the hell is gonna, what is it? What is it going to cost you? You're going to have people there fucking filming to begin with because you're going to ideally watch film, right? You can use the same exact camera angles that you're going to be recording the game film by. You can go ahead and use the broadcast there on your on your broadcast station. I call me crazy. Every single there's no excuse in my opinion not to have every single preseason game available for free. What what the team should do is give the tickets away, the preseason tickets to like schools. Yeah, or charity. Something like that. Like that. Yeah. You, that's that's how you build a following. You know, the kids go to a game. They're not going to go, to, you know, they're not going to pay, you know, the hundreds of dollars to see a regular season game down there. But you see, you know, a bunch of kids down by the ice watching guys playing an exhibition season. It's great for them. They don't, you know, they don't know that they're not, you know, full-fledged NHL players, most of them. They don't care. It's just, wow, look at that. That's how you build them up, build up fan base. Well, no, Grumpy, because guess what? The uh, you know the, the revenue they're going to make from these preseason games are going to be, I mean, it's impossible to replace that revenue, Grump, from okay. those four preseason games, those four home preseason games. Yeah. Uh, JP says, is it Maggio in his 20s already? I tend to doubt the veracity of reports that talk him up. Okay. Like I said, I was kind of joking. He, but here's the thing, he looks small. Re, I don't know what his size he's is. 19. He's young. He's he was young for that draft class. He turns 20 though in a bit, I believe. Okay. He, well, he's been drafted for two. I mean, he was an overager when they drafted him. He's got to be 20. Yeah, he's 20. My mistake. I apologize. He is. Yeah. Um. Okay. All I'm just saying is he looks small. And if you're small like that, you better be able to skate like the wind. He, Would you be shocked to see him listed at six foot tall? Yes. <laughs> I I mean, he looked like he was about seriously five, five foot nine, a hundred and fifty pounds. He looks small. He just looks small. Now the Rangers are the Islanders are a bigger team, and so are the Rangers. Maybe that's why he looks so small. But I was like, oh. I mean, he wound it up one time. He wound it up from the back, and I'm like, "Okay, he does not have Matt Barzell speed. That much I can I can tell you." 
Yeah. And then he took, you know, he took the little body check from Trocheck and just like, dude, get up. It's the first time you've been touched and you can't get off the ice. Ugh. Stop. Um, got here a comment there by Drew says here, Scott Mayfield looked cooked out there yesterday. Yikes. He looked really, he looked. Oh, he, you remember, you remember the movie, the wizard of Oz, TJ. Yes. They, they find the tin man and he's been staying out there like for this forever and ever. He need, he need a little bit more oil. Like, that's what he needs. He needs a little bit more oil to the, uh, to the joints. So. Hey, he's, he's just stretching, man. He's getting, as I said earlier, he's not, he's not, he's not a, he's not a, um, he's not a flexible guy. He's there stretching. He's getting loose. He's getting limber. He's not a pretty stretcher there. Grumpy. Um, got a comment by Mikey D. Lobby has the Rangers playing a new system that we didn't look too, too good against. Well, that's for certain fast and aggressive in the D men jump the winger on the boards on every play. Like they do in Carolina. Guess what that means? We ain't beating the Rangers either because we can't beat Carolina. Ugh. I, I'm telling you, the Rangers looked better yesterday. It wasn't just the, hey, let's skate her out there and play pond hockey out there. They look like – and defensively, I thought they looked good too. Are they really good defensively or is it just because we're playing us? And, you know, our best line was Engvall, Nelson, and DeFore, which they didn't do much of anything. I mean, I, you know, I maybe like I said, it's early. I just, uh, but it was a noticeable difference in the style that the Rangers play. That's all I'll say. And we were hemmed in. We were hemmed in our own zone. It was it was tough for us yesterday. Matthew S says Mayfield was trash. Uh, Gungun says Grumpy. Who do you respect more, Maggio playing hockey with a broken nose, or Balboa boxing with a cut open eye? Rocky Balboa for certain. I mean, when he said, cut me, Mick, cut me. He's like, I don't want to do it, Rock. I don't want to do it. Do it. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey D. Grump. Useless Johnston got his ass embarrassed by Trocheck and a 20-year-old. Hope he is waived. Uh, I hope not, but. Um, I'm going to bet that he's on the way out. I think he's on the way out, too, from what I we just understand. just listened to what Butch said, and. You could tell Butchie likes him. I think everybody likes Ross Johnston. I like him too. Yep. They sign him to a contract and they never play him. I I don't I never understood that. You signed Matt Martin to, you know, a contract extension. And it's like, why do these guys have contracts that expire the same time? It just makes no sense to me when you're only going to play one of them. I just I, I I never understood the logic of that. Ross Johnson is a nice guy. I'd love to see him be successful. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be here. He fought some big kid yesterday. He's like six foot eight, some Ranger kid. Nobody really won the fight, but he made Ross Johnston look a little normal sized, shall I say? I mean, shit, when you're seven foot tall, almost he's six foot eight. He wasn't seven foot tall. He's six foot eight. He almost seven foot tall out there. Six foot and, eight. And that kid wanted him to fight Ross Johnston. Absolutely wanted to fight him. Yeah. Well, you got to try to make challenge him. Challenge them twice. See, it's the shit. You know what it is? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy for him. Everybody he wants out there, I got to make a name for myself. I got to fight Ross Johnson. He's the fighter there on that team. I, I have a new rule. When the guys want to fight, they have to take their helmets off. I'm fine Strip, with that. 
strip the jerseys off, take off the pads. Let's just get let's get throwing some punches. Go ahead. I want you to take your elbow pads off. I want you to take your chest pads off. I want you to take all your padding off. I don't want to see. I don't. I'm I'm sick it, take gloves I'm, off. I'm sick and tired of seeing guys just grabbing and tugging the jersey and reaching and pulling. Nope. Take all. You want to fight? No problem. Ding ding. Jerry Springer style. Take all your shit off. Let's go. Let's get throwing punches. And the referees let him go at it for a while yesterday. They did. The, the, the biggest punch, I mean, it wasn't even a punch. Ross lost his helmet. That was it. That was it. It was a whole lot of doing nothing. It's kind of a lot of wrestling. They wrestled for quite a while. Tony, the Rambo cheese says here, guys, I smashed my finger real bad at work. Do you want to see it? Is a gore warning. No, God. we do not. Grumpy likes that type of stuff. So Tony cheese, he I would enjoy not. that. He likes, if you can send him a video of you putting mayo in your coffee in the morning with that finger exposed, I think that would be like the piece de resistance for Grumpy. Gungu says, I almost fainted when the power play looked respectable and they scored a goal. Mm, did it really look respectable? We got the goal, and that's a goal scorer's goal from DeFore. But Julian it wasn't Gauthier off a set play. Gauthier scored today, too, on the power play. Okay. All right. Okay. It's Philadelphia. Yeah. The, the, the ECHL Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> Um, but yes, so William DeFore scored, Guthier scored today. Uh, you know, this is again, we're not, I'm not too concerned with what results look like at the moment. I'm more concerned with how players look and what they're demonstrating on the ice. I like if I was watching today's game, I would have been interested to see the chemistry between Horvat and Barzal. That's what I would have been interested to see. That's kind of what we got here, Grump. Uh, unlike the Dopey Jets, are the Islanders better prepared with backups? In case one of their top bastards goes down. No, no, not at all. And just to showcase here, here is the goal, by the way, that DeFore had scored. And I should have had this pulled up earlier, but I was bouncing a few things here. But this you is have showed all the goals, could have showed the highlights. <laughs> well, here's the goal there by DeFore. This is what I like. No hesitation at all, but he's open, get the shots at the net, and then come on right in. And we talk about goal scores. They don't stand out there and wait. They he's right. That's a goal score goal right there. And just enough of, a, of an open Honestly, Shesterkin's got to make that save. But That's still, probably what he wants back. Yep. But here's the thing. That's a goal scorer goal. Yep. If anybody else on our team hit that, put that shot on net. Maybe Scott Mayfield every once in a while. <laughs> but, you know, with regularity, no. But that's what that kid has the ability to do. Yeah. And again, it's, it is preseason, but it was good. It was a nice little snipe there by it's him. A good shot. It's a putting the puck on that. It's a goal scorer's goal. It's a goal scorer's goal. Goal scorers find ways for those for those pucks to go in. They just do. He's a goal scorer. All righty. I'm going to pull up the Julian Gauthier goal here. Grumpy, give me a sec. Uh, next comment, I'll have you read there, Grumpy. David Shaw McDonald. Dude, we have two MVPs from juniors. Lennox and George, those four on any other farm team would be considered top prospects. Um, what? I think uh, William DeFore last year was an MVP in the queue, and Maggio was an MVP in the OHL. No, he um, said Lennox. Lennox and George. Lennox Just was not the MVP. Okay. And his, I mean, Lennox um, took a step back last year in a big okay, way. Okay, but maybe they are prospects. They're just not ready yet. They're just not close to being ready yet. And that's not a crime. I mean, we have an older team. They're not going to play anyway. So, you know, give them a little taste. They didn't look great yesterday. Well, you know what? It's game one of their NHL careers. 
a lot of guys don't look good the first game. Give them, give them a little bit of time. Isaiah, his thing, Isaiah George turned over the puck quite a bit. The moment was too big for him, for certain. He's got a long time until he's ready. But here's the thing. I've always said this, and I'll say this again. Look at how many defensemen we have signed to freaking five-plus years on these contracts. Where's Isaiah George fitting in, right? You ideally want to sign Noah Dobson and probably Romanoff to long-term deals, right? Or are you going to let one of them walk? Are you going to give Dobson a bridge deal? And then let him walk the future $10 million man himself. Oh, Pelic and Pulak aren't going anywhere with five years plus left on their contracts. Seven, I think. Scott Mayfield was, oh, it's, uh, there's seven years left on a Pulak deal. I think they both have seven. I thought there were six. Well, I pulled up. But your Scott Mayfield's not going anywhere with a freaking seven year contract. You yeah. got one defenseman spot available. That's why you don't sign 30 year old bottom pairing defensemen to seven year deals. You just don't do it. There's no. There's no way for you to get a young guy into the lineup. You're right. Seven years. I apologize. Seven years for Pulak. Seven years for Pellick. Seven years for Mayfield. You've got their restricted free agents, Dobson and Romanoff. You ideally want to sign them to long-term deals. They're they're the guys who have who bring the most with their age and experience at a young age, bring the most value of the defense core to the table, right? And what do you do? Let those guys walk? I just, like I said, I just, I just thought it was so dumb to sign Mayfield back. And it, I, love, I love Scott Mayfield. Everyone knows that. But it's like, where's there room for the Calio Dallas's, the, um, the, the Isaiah George's, Samuel um, Dukes, the, the list Samuel goes Dukes. There's no place for them when everyone signed to long-term deals. And it's not like we got Bobby Orr, Nick Lidstrom, Doug Harvey, uh, you know, Brad Park. It's not like those are the guys we have signed to long-term deals. They're not. It's just you got Scott Mayfield, baby. I, I mean, the same thing with Pelican Pulak. Same here's, thing. Here's the goal by Guthier. Oh my goodness. What happened there? Good job, Flyers. You suck. He just threw the puck on that and he put it in. Hey, shoot the puck. Never know what can happen. Oh. A little bit of a whiff by Robin Sallow. And it he goes knows, to the back of the net. He knows he's not playing. Yeah, Robin Sallow was zero chance. Who is that for the Flyers? That hack. Uh, it's one of the many uh, ECHLers they had on the ice tonight. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> not only did he screw up on the original confrontation. So, so he was playing with Casey? Oh, this is on a power play, though? Yeah, power play. Hey, you know what? Let's give Gauthier credit. He didn't just stand there. He saw a, an opportunity. He jumped in and just shot it right away. Good for him. You know what it's like in baseball? It's like when you throw your glove out there and like, look what I caught. That's kind of how the goal like that is. But, hey, you got to put the puck on net in order to score. What about Simon Holmstrom's goal? I'll pull up Holmstrom's goal. The Anti-Censorship Society, Grumpy. I'll let you read that here. Goring is a huge piece of Islanders history. Securing him seemed to be the missing piece of in 1980. Very true. Absolutely here. Goon, goon, Grump. I actually thought it was a unique different to have both Islander and Rangers announcers together. Something to consider for the future or a mere fart in a windstorm. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It was a Rangers... It was a Rangers broadcast, and you know the Islanders are also affiliated with MSG, so they just brought Butch in as well. Brendan was probably doing, you know, something else to advance his career. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, and they also had it. They had two Ranger people doing the intermissions, and they had a young lady who I, I like. You know what? She's, in, she knows what she's talking about. I liked her. Yeah, Looks like you. we have a visitor. 
We do, we do. Um, I'll go ahead and show you. Here is a Simon Holmstrom goal here for us, Grumpy. Oh, there's no adoption. Probably sees Casper there. Was this a power play goal also? No, just <laughs> shitty. What was it? <laughs> Simon Holmstrom was the guy standing in front of the net. Boop, boop. It just it bounced, bounced off him. Okay, it bounced off him. Okay, it bounced off of him. So, no. No goal. Oh, for, no goal, goal. Baby. no goal for Simon Holmstrom. Sorry. Even he didn't celebrate it. Well, when you score like that, you're not going to be going, yeah! That's an Andrews Lee goal right there, baby. Holmstrom got in front of the net. It and bounced, just bounced off him. Mm. That's a Josh Bailey goal. Josh Bailey 2.0. Oh, yeah, he didn't even raise his hands. Matty B was out there and uh, Horvat. And who was who was playing with Dobson? Um, five. Was it – was it Ajo? Tell me no. No, it looks too big. Looks too big for Ajo. No, I don't have their. Um, I don't have the roster pulled up. Maybe someone could just let us know. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Doesn't matter. Those, those not, are the not, Islanders. You guys plan on opening night. Those. Those are the Islander highlights for tonight. Yes, our highlights from tonight. Jeremy Ford is back at it again. He says, "Who is your number three left defenseman? Ajo, Bolduke, Sallow, or Denis Chalowski? Chalowski and eh, Sallow. No shot." I'd give it to Bolduc. I would give it to Bolduc too. And I, because I like Aho more as a number seven. Yep. Giving it to Bolduc. Um, Evel says here, I'm at the game. The guys are rusty. Oh, See, I didn't want to hear that. I didn't <laughs> want to hear that. <laughs> Tim J. Grumpy. Hi. Welcome to the new season. Hope we don't suffer too bad this year. Keep hoping. <laughs> oh, man. Tony Cheesy here, Grump. Didn't his wife get him a projector for Christmas? She oh, did. I just didn't have it put up there. Or I don't have it set up, whatever. ESPN doesn't allow me to airplay it to a projector, so it was uh, didn't wind up working. Um, he go, David Sean McDonald, grump. Because it's preseason doesn't make it acceptable to play like shit. I wanted to hear how guys are angry and feel embarrassed for declining every year since being one win from the cup final. Nothing. Well, you know what? Actually, uh, David, that's what the Rangers look like. So you did get to see that, just not in an Islander uniform. Right. Sorry. And then Dallas McDonald here, Grump. The Ottawa Senators are playing here in Sydney, Nova Scotia, Kraft Hockeyville. My wife is excited. She's hoping to get Bailey to sign her Islanders jersey. He would do that. I guarantee you he'd do that. I, I really do. She said, you are going to be jealous, Grumpy, about what? <laughs> about Josh Bailey signing the jersey, Grump. I'll tell you what. If I somebody gave me a Josh Bailey signed hockey jersey where he talks shit about me trashing him i would wear it every single could time. you get him to inscribe f u t the old man suck yeah, just say i'd say josh i want you to write the acronym f u t g o m for fuck you the grumpy old man i i would wear it proudly <laughs> oh, i would wear it proudly i'd love to get josh bailey on the show well, hey, maybe if that doesn't work out he's there. He's got plenty well, of time now. He's on a PTO, Grumpy. He's got no time. He's very busy right now. Uh, well, in two weeks, he'll have plenty of time. Oh, God. Uh, Carlos says, salute New York Islanders Nation from Portugal. Salute to you too, Carlos. Hope all is going well. Joseph C. Grumpy. Go CR7. Uh, Joseph says, oh, boy. Phil has no idea what he's talking about, Wheel that Wheeler is cast. He's not. He's absolutely he's got, not. He's got a lot more than what Islander fans and what certain Islander fans are saying. He's, he's got, got plenty in the tank. He's got a 50-plus point season this year. For a guy yeah. who's making 
vet minimum. He had 60 <laughs> points last year. That's what I said. Yeah, he's at least got 50-plus points, I think, in the bag I this mean, year. He's going to put up – let me tell you something. He's got – this is a, this a good con- – It was. A, I wanted him. If the, if the Islanders could have got him, and his thing, Phil would have been the same way. He's so full of shit. This is where he's full of shit. If he would have signed, he's a laundry boy. If he would have signed with the Islanders, this would be the greatest signing ever. And I would have agreed with him because I think that's a guy who could play on the first line with Barzell and with uh, Horvat. Yeah. Um, Tony G says, yes, Carlos. Uh, Luis C. I don't know what the hell that is. Libson, legalized heroin. Oh, God. H.P. Uh, Carlos says here, I miss Phil on the show. He'll uh, be on next Wednesday, won't he? I guess the Wednesday after, right? I don't Michael know. M. says, soon enough. Othman is so good, he might be playing on the fourth line. Well, for the Rangers, because they're a really good team. On the Islanders, he'd be, first, he'd be first line winger. He would be the guy who plays on the first line with Barzell and Horvat. Michael Moisa, <laughs> just to let you know. Oh man, oh man, I got to come here from. You know, I thought I thought he would. You know, I thought over the summer he would have, you know, been a little bit, learned a little bit, got a little bit smarter. But no, he hasn't. <laughs> Why not, I, Michael? Oh goodness gracious! Here, I've got a comment here from Frank saying, "Is Wally playing tonight? He didn't last night. Yeah, he played tonight. Didn't do anything." I don't think he had that great. I, I'm trying. Let me pull up the lines here so we can see the lines tonight, right? I'll pull them up and I'll show you them. Okay, go ahead. Pop up another comment. You can pull up the lines. Okay. David Sean McDonald Grump. I've heard on other podcasts how uh, Barzell and uh, Horvat will be great together without saying anything about the left wing. We have nothing there that adds to the line. Very true. And here's the thing everyone says how they're going to be great together. What's the proof? Six games. That they played together. Hell yeah. I, I just at some point six games really isn't enough. I think they're going to perform well together, but I just think it. There's no guarantee, and that we don't have a left winger for that line. Uh is this problematic? Do you see the same issue I see here on this lineup combination? Oh, my God. Do you see um, the same problem I'm seeing? Yeah. Well, I just wow. It's like Wallstrom, are you even gonna play? Uh, is Wallstrom starting off the year as a healthy scratch is my question. Wouldn't oh, that be kind of shitty? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, Pelican, and Ledoux, Salo, Chalosky, Mitchell, and Dobson. I don't know who Mitchell I'm not too concerned about Yeah, I'm not too concerned about that. Is that Jerry Mitchell from 3 o'clock high? Yeah, that's Dobson. Right. That'd be the typical guy they put with, uh, with Dobson. Jerry Mitchell. Don't book this up, Mitchell. More what I'm concerned about, Grumpy, obviously here is – Look at the line, right? You're noticing, well, I mean, like Martin doesn't have anybody on his usual line, right? But Martin, they had a look like a, a, a symbol or a combination of the fourth line out there yesterday. Yeah. And instead of Matt Martin, who do they have playing in his spot again? Um, Gosh. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Damn it, grumpy. Again. <laughs> I mean, Grump, you're supposed to be my freaking encyclopedia. Uh, well, let me see here. Like I said, I wasn't looking at guys who have no shots of making the team. Maybe Maggio played on the fourth line. No, let me pull it up here. I'll get it pulled up. Because uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to liken this as maybe being a bad omen for Oliver Wallstrom. Well, you I figured really if they were going to put two lines together, yesterday it seemed like the second and third lines were together. And today it seemed like maybe the first and fourth line if they put Sezikis down there. They should have probably had Sezikis with – wouldn't you rather have him with Gauthier 
and Martin to see if Gauthier could play and put Wallstrom with Horvat and Barzell as opposed to that, that useless piece of shit Holmstrom. That first of all, I, I'm taking that goal away from Holmstrom. It doesn't count. Oh God. Okay, so here it is. Uh, Probably thought he was blocking the puck, putting his own net. That's what he was thinking. We're looking here. You got here, right? Engvall, Nelson. Obviously, if Kyle Palmieri is healthy, that would be Kyle Palmieri and not DeFore. Now, the th this this line here, we'll see what happens. Cuts and fashing, see, right? I like know fashing was with Pajot and Lee often. Maybe it's when Maggio went out. McLean, Cutterbuck, and Johnston. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll go with that. That's fine. I The one thing, I, I what the hell type of lineup is that around Oliver Wallstrom here today? What the hell is this? You Call suck and we don't care. We're going to trade you at the deadline. Intro Timishov and Kuhlman? I don't know. For a guy who's coming off of like missing a, a large portion of last year, I feel like that's a guy who probably needs a little bit more time with his line mates to make sure that they can gel because it's almost like he missed a large portion of last year and maybe a little bit extra time will get him up and running and ready to go. But could you see, could is he going to be a healthy scratch to start the season? Um, I don't know. Uh, but honestly, you know, he's another guy. You know, we said before, oh, I finally came in the best shape of my life, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you see um, uh, Wallstrom comes out and says, I'm not taking this game for granted anymore. What, what the fuck? I hate when they say shit like what? that. What? So in other words, what you're saying is that you've taken the game for granted your first three years. Didn't you really give a shit until right now where it's like, oh, man, my livelihood may be at freaking risk. <laughs> Good to hear. It's better just to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're stupid than to open it up and remove all doubt. You don't say that to the press. What I was going to say. Let's say the coach, the coach, maybe you didn't tell that to the coach, and he's like, what the, what the hell is this? Maybe that's why he's playing with Kuhleman and whoever. I think there's no problem if you say things like, I was out last year. I need to get better. I want to make sure I make an impact. I wasn't happy with my production to begin last season. And, you know, it's being out the entire rest of last year. Uh, you know, it's just, it's fueled my fire. Instead I'm of making an excuse, instead of making an excuse, why don't they just say, you know what? I haven't been good enough. I've been busting my butt all of season. I want to be a much better player that I, than I've shown so far and that my ability dictates. Everyone's going to say, holy shit, he's coming and ready to go this season. Well, I'm not taking it for granted anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to try, try to be ready to play, guys. I'm going to be ready to do my best, guys. Every That's one of these guys should get a book of sports cliches to whip out. When you think, when you know you sucked and your uh, team is ripping you, this is what you say to the media. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'll even write the book for you. Oh, Grumpy will do it. We'll have Greg Prado. Well, he, he can go. Greg Prado will be the author, Grumpy. He'll write it for you, Grumpy. You're going to ghost write it. And since it's my idea, it. I get paid. <laughs> what 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 benefit does Greg have? I'm just sick and tired of him making money off of writing books when it's my idea. <laughs> what idea is Grumpy? Is he? No, he's I not just right. gave you. I just gave you the idea. The sports cliche handbook. When this happens, what should be your response be? There you go. When player X says this, and you give a player who actually said that dumb shit, this is what he should have said. 
What did he mean? That could be that honestly could be a pretty cool book idea. It would be a good book. It Going would be. And looking at some of the worst sports interviews of all time. And what like, they really what did they mean? What's the spin? Um, what should they have said? What did they say? How it was perceived, and how could you have said it better? That actually is pretty Greg. If you're out there listening, that's a pretty I don't know if you ever thought of that idea before. That son of a bitch is gonna come back and he's gonna say, Hey, can I I got a book. Can you mind if I come on the show and push my book? What's the name of the book? Oh, uh, <laughs> interviews with athletes and what they said and what they should have said. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good one, Grump. Oh, shit. Because yeah. I'm retired now. I can help with that book. You can help write My it? idea, my labor. I mean, I just need Greg to, like, fill in the commas and periods and shit. <laughs> Dot a few I's and cross a few T's. That's what Grumpy needs. That's it. Um, only guy that pissed me off was Mayfield. That was also that was also a get shorty reference, by the way. Um, Michael M says Martin looks terrible. HP Carlos says fine or first line left wing is very important position this year. Yeah, you wonder why the hell Holmstrom's there then. <laughs> uh Chinny Chin Chin says here, if you lived on the island, you'd hate the rags. See, I lived on Long Island. And I never hated the Rangers, maybe because we were always better than the Rangers. I mean, you got to remember, the Islanders came in in, what, 1972? By 1975, they beat the Rangers. I never looked like, I never thought the Rangers were superior to us. A lot of Islander fans do. Or the Ranger fans try to be superior, and I'm just like, yeah, we win Stanley Cups. What do you win? I mean, you know, that's that usually shuts the opposition up. Yeah. Um, uh, Gauthier looks awesome, says Michael M. Oh, gosh. Um, <sighs> David Sean McDonald grump. And idiots creaming for a puck, moving D instead of a left wing. A third pairing D over a legitimate left wing for a top line. What the frick? Yeah. WF. Yeah. Uh, Goongoon says here, TJ, if you lived on Long Island, you'd be annoyed by how many Ranger car stickers. And what is this? And tchotchkes. Tchotchkes, huh? Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes are spotted in public compared to our beloved Islanders. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I never let any of that shit bother me. Ever. Mad grump. Back then, there wasn't a whole lot more merchandise. You know, when I was a kid, there wasn't a whole bunch of merchandise. Not everybody had a jersey. Just doesn't wasn't the way it was back then. Drew said, Grumpy's favorite. Yeah, there is Paul, but Jeanette went on a rant. Thanks for that, Drew. Um, Frank says, you the grumpy old man. Thinks that Blake Wheeler is Wayne Gretzky. If he's so good, why did he sign 750K contract, grumpy old man? He, he did not get 750. He got 850. And why he got 850 was because Winnipeg Jets are still <laughs> Still paying him however much he's owed. Yeah, and uh, he wanted so. to go. A te- he wanted to go to a team that has chance of winning, so he went so, to the Rangers. You know what he said? He's like, "I'm making how much was his contract before with the Winnipeg Jets?" A shitload. I don't know what the exact dollar amount, but you know a lot. I'll pull but, it up here. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was one year eight hundred thousand dollars was the contract. So oh, eight hundred. I'm sorry, I thought it was eight fifty. Eight hundred still, and this uh, quick sign for the same contract. He was okay. He's getting paid eight point. Uh, God, it'll load for me for a second here. Fucking ads. Um, he's getting paid five. 
five point. Oh, I'm sorry. This is four. He's getting paid eight point two million dollars. So he's getting paid eight point two million dollars. And he said, you know what? I'm getting eight. Let's just bump that up to nine point one million this year because I'll collect the eight hundred thousand dollars a year from the Rangers. I'm going to try to win a cup. So instead of saying, let me go ahead and sign a $5 million one-year contract instead of getting $13 million, you know, nine is okay, and I'll try to win a Stanley Cup because I haven't and, done that yet. And just because I said he looked good and is going to do well with the Rangers doesn't mean I think he's Wayne Gretzky. He's going to be productive for them. I would have loved to have him on our team. I would have taken him in a nanosecond our, our team. No doubt in my mind, I would have loved to have Blake Whaler on our team. You're trying to tell me he wouldn't have worked well with uh, Barzell and Horvat better than the hack who was on there getting hit with the puck when it <laughs> went into the net today. Oh, man. Grumpy. If Blake Wheeler and Anders Lee started skating, they'd finish by 82. It'd take 90 games for Scott Mayfield to finish. Wow. HB Carlos Grump. I'm a bit higher on the Islanders compared to others, but first line left wing is the key. Well, then we're in trouble because we're not, we're not going to add anybody. It's going to be Simon Holmstrom. Wouldn't that be great if Simon Holmstrom's a big solution there? He's not the solution. He's not the solution. It'd be like, you know, the best you could hope for if Simon Holmstrom is your first line left wing, it would be like having some type of disease. And the only thing you could do is the other guys not keeping it from spreading. That's it. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, we can't cure it because it's just, it's like a really, it's like a bad disease but we can keep it under control with like antibiotics and a whole bunch of shit, but not good enough. David Sean McDonald says our D is actually really good. Goaltending is the best in the world. Okay. Our goaltending is not the best in the world. We have one of the top three goaltenders in the world in Sorokin. The other guys are freaking backup and he sucks. Backup. Talking about a backup. Backup. Freaking backup. 35 year old backup. He just, I just love, I don't mind being a backup. You know what? Tells me he's not hungry. You don't give a shit. I think it says here Lambert needs to put. Don I didn't even finish that last comment. Oh, shit. My bad, buddy. I'm trying to keep up with everything else. Well, I didn't finish. There you go, Grump. Is that better? Yeah. Um, adding legitimate left wing gives us two lines that are a serious scoring threat. I disagree with that as well. And our bottom six is good because that's been the focus forever. No. I. I, I can't disagree more. I think the second line is just average, nothing special. Uh, the first line, if we had a legit left winger, could be a top five line in the league. I believe that. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, they're finished. Jason Cameron says, Grumpy. What's up, Jason? And Grumpy. TJ, I guess, beat his anorexia. He seemingly walked it off. Oh, there it is. I need it off. Tony Takia says here. Tony Takia? I don't know. That's how you pronounce it, right? It's not an English. How, how is there a T in the when Q Takiya. is the first letter? Tony Takia. Tony, Tony Takia is what you said. <laughs> Takia. Tony Takia. There's no freaking T. Yeho. I don't know. Tony Cheese. Tony Cheese says here we should put Vladimir Putin at left wing. Oh, good. Did not say Vladimir Putin. He just said Putin. We should put Putin in left wing. I wonder who he's talking about with that Putin reference, Grumpy. Peter Putin. <laughs> Peter Putin. Uh, Tony Cheese also, Grump. When TJ goes to the Islander games, he holds his hands over his ears 
so he doesn't have to listen to the goal horn. Well, if you go to Sea Islander games, you're probably not going to hear that horn anyway. <laughs> Goodness gracious here. Um, James F. Grump. Why are the Maple Leafs playing at a minor league arena? To push the product. Yep. Send it back to the fans. Dika says losing Isaiah looked losing Isaiah. Talking about Isaiah George. Losing Isaiah looked horrible. Send him back to the juniors tonight. Kid's gonna get hurt if he plays another game. Yeah, he was he was not good. He's not ready. Like for all the 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 media, the fills of the world saying how, oh, he's this, he's that. Mm, No. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he can't turn it something good. He's nowhere close to being ready. D-Cut says the ballerina Barzell's new nickname is Mr. September. Oh, God. I like it. I like it. Gungu says, Grumpy, were you better at space invasions, space invaders, Pac-Man, or Frogger? Space invaders. Uh, Ross hasn't won a fight since the Clinton presidency. Ooh. A little bit of time. JP Grump. LOL. I'm five foot nine, so I love these guys. Allows a guy to dream in a family of folks six feet to six foot seven. Gives you a good feeling when St. Louis is beating uh, National League butts. Flurry was a psycho. Loved them. Yeah, but you know what? They were really, really talented. Maggio's not talented like those guys. Maggio's also not five foot nine, okay? He looked tiny out there. He looked <laughs> tiny. I think maybe six foot is with the skates on. Maybe they didn't have him take his skates off. Well, those skates add a good three inches to you, you know. Oh, goodness gracious, you grumpy. Like uh, going out there, you know, like with the old uh, the elevator shoes. Hey, grumpy. This is Fire a- TJ. Hire Phil. Oh, my God. Phil. <laughs> Phil, Phil couldn't do what TJ does. Yeah, <sighs> Phil. Um, there you go, grumpy. Drew L. Grumpy. grumpy. Are you insinuating that hockey players need to strip naked before a fight? That's kind of weird, dude. I didn't say naked. I said just take off their jerseys and their pads and their helmets. So there's no grabbing and pulling on jerseys. I want to see actual fights. One million per never plays. Ross isn't allowed to lose a fight ever. Draws or losses. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, here you go. Oh God. I like that idea a bit. <laughs> True. Oh God. Um, Brett W Grumpy. Hey, just got out of the game at UBS. First time I was there. It's amazing. I ran into Isles Girl 3 at the game. Well, you know what? We love Isles Girl 3. We do. I'm going to say that, you know, she is so smart. All the mothers of her family, not so smart. Oh, grumpy. Who Grumpy, the, come on. The people who just roof for the laundry. Oh, stop. Laundries. Laundry. Well, you know, those laundry oh, boys. The laundry oh, boys. Gracious. We love Kim. Kim's great. They're all great. I like Michael too. They're yeah, all- he's great too. But I'm gonna just bag on him because I can. Because he's here. <laughs> David Sean McDonald, bro. <laughs> Lennox is a decent young goalie. I say that about those four prospects because it seems like because you're part of the team, you're automatically at a negative in the minds of many that don't matter. Well, I guess it's because we haven't had really anyone come through our farm system in how long. Who's a regular? Who's a who's a regular starter? I mean, you could say Dobson and Wallstrom, and Wallstrom even at this point is kind of a little bit of a question mark, wouldn't you say? But those are the only two guys in the last five years. Think about that—six years now. I mean, that's fair, right? Six years—you only got one and a half guys 
who've come through your farm system and a regular contributor. I mean, Wallstrom's not even. I'm counting him, but that's it. I'm not counting defensive prospects, right? Like we're looking for forwards. That's the one thing we've always struggled with, developing forwards. I mean, but even the defense group, you have may maybe Bullduke. Maybe. Slow doormat. Can't <laughs> skate for shit. Slow doormat. I like that one, too. Sorokin will have to carry this team again. I 100% agree with that. And I didn't see the game, so I don't know what these scummy flyers did tonight. They put any pressure on us or what? I have no idea. Oh, good gracious. Lee with his 28 goals that nobody remembers. Never when it's needed. That's for certain. 28 goals for a team struggling to score, and we can't stand him. If it if that doesn't convince people he sucks, what will? Well, he's a captain. He's just a great captain. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. You're right. You, like I said, I've always said about Anders Lee, he'll score because he never he's never scored a hat trick. He'll score two goals in a game we lose eight to three. <laughs> that those are the type of goals that he scores. Al's Buck Grumpy. Hey TJ and Grumpy, it's been some time since I commented. Well, we're glad you're back. So I hope you've been doing well. Wally should be left winger one and not Simon Casper. He, Barzi, and Bo made a great passing play twice on the power play. Why not? Why not? Why not? Give it a shot. That solves some issues for you if he can actually, if Wallstrom can play on that first line and it be production, that solves a lot of problems. Simon Holmstrom is, I'm telling you, when they drafted him, what did I say draft night? What did I say about him draft night? Josh Bailey 2.0. Josh Bailey 2 freaking point oh. That's a type of piece of shit who somehow every year winds up on the first line for an extended period of time and does nothing to deserve it. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. A, a capital N, no. Capital N, capital O, no. It was Barzal on the half boards. It was a quick pass to Wallstrom down low, who one touch passed it to Bo in the slot for a one-timer. Bo missed a wide open, a wide um, wide on one chance, maybe a wide open chance, and got stopped on the second. That's what you want. Here's the thing. Holmstrom, I know Holmstrom's not going to the boards. He's not going to be down low. No. What's more entertaining, Taylor Swift or the New York Islanders team? I've never seen Taylor Swift, but I've seen the Islanders, so I'm going to go Taylor Swift. <laughs> David Sean McDonald says, watch the panic move Lou makes for a left winger over the age of 30 that we hate for our first round pick next summer. And he's, gonna, and he's also going to throw in Oliver Wallstrom as well. I'm actually going to change that from next summer. I'm going to change it to this, this trade deadline. No, no, I think one. our first round pick next year as well. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, before the deadline, that is. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. It's a great organization, and I can't wait it to get I can't wait to get going. Um Taylor Swift. Good gracious. Uh let's see here. Holmstrom sucks, says John Smith here. I didn't see him play, but I know he sucks. Oof. Wally with the second worst game score tonight. He's in midseason form. I didn't see, I cannot even talk about today's game. All I saw was the highlights. I gave Gauthier some credit for being aggressive and shooting the puck. After the flyer guy screwed it up and Salo screwed it up, he made the best of a bad situation. And Holmstrom just getting hit with the puck going in that. That's a Josh Bailey special right there. Goo goo grumpy. TJ, do you regret not selecting a, a 10 gem mint Wayne Gretzky rookie card over a any type of card from lasting millage. 
No, Lasting's Millage, much more valuable than this Wayne Gretzky fella. Lasting's Millage, 10-gen mint rookie auto on-card auto over Wayne Gretzky rookie. Easily Lasting's Millage. That is true because, you know, when the police want to know where they what Lasting Millage looks like, TJ, you could just give them the card so they can pick them up for whatever his latest violation of the law was. Oh, man, he was maligned. He's a, he's innocent, Lasting's Millage. Never tried. Should have been shouldn't have been playing all that comedy with those young girls grumpy you disappoint me the losing isaiah comment is related to the movie halle berry jessica lang samuel l jackson and cuba gooding jr i i can say i don't remember that movie yeah, i don't know any movies so well we know you don't i'm trying to think jessica lang i i can't remember i i, I honestly don't remember the movie jessica lang is she a famous actress She's won a couple Academy Awards. She's a good actress. Her first movie was King Kong, 1976 remake. Said, oh, Losing Isaiah is a movie uh, from 1995. Holy shit. I don't, I don't remember that movie. Christ. It couldn't have been his thing. It couldn't have been very good. Who decides what makes a mother? Must have been over some like custody battle. Or yeah, I'm going to bet that. Uh, put, the, put, the, put them up again, the, the comment. I'll just put up this picture. This might help you out a little bit. I'm going to say that Jessica Lange's probably the attorney. Okay, I've never seen I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's radio. Well, what else has he been in before? He was in uh, um, Jerry Maguire. He won an Academy Award for Jerry Maguire, Best Supporting Actor, Cooper Gooding Jr. Who's Jerry Maguire? Show me the money. Tom Cruise was Jerry Maguire. I've never seen that movie. I told you to watch that movie with your wife. Like it's like a, a football romantic comedy thing. Uh, you should watch it so you don't seem so insensitive. What? Not so tyrannical. I'm not tyrannical, Grumpy. Yeah, he's and in he's in he's in some other movies too. I've never seen that movie though. Never. Yeah, you've never seen Radio? That's a really good movie. I've that's seen movie Radio. I've, seen I've never seen Losing Isaiah. Yeah, that's the only actor. Oh, Samuel Jackson. I know him. Uh, Samuel Jackson's in every movie, so that didn't really help. <laughs> He's a great actor. What can I say, Grump? Mm-hmm. All righty. Or he knows how to get paid. The Devils played Possessed the other night. If you take Vanacek, holds them back. I agree. I, I think they, I don't, them just like, Buffalo needed a goaltender in the offseason. Do you really do you want to contend? Do you want to be a true Stanley Cup team? You got to get a goaltender. JP says Wallstrom changes the complexion of this team. If he's given a real chance and scores on the first line, 30 to 35 goals for him. With that, the first line changes everything. I 100% agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sunday Sand said, TJ and Grumpy, good to see you guys. Everybody in the chat, too. Good to see you, Sunday Sand. Can Wallstrom play left wing, though? Sure. Why not? Can't be any worse than him playing right wing. Fire TJ, hire TJ's cat. Okay. Yeah, they've spoken. They have spoken. Um, but Grumpy, we are here at the end of the show today. What do you want to say before we wrap things up here? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. And hey, we got four more games left of the exhibition uh, exhibition season where the regular season kicks off. And we're gonna, I think we're having Phil on. Is it next Wednesday for Phil? When does the regular season start? October 10th, I believe. Oh, yeah. Then it's next week for Phil. Oh, Phil. Bring our boy Phil in. We can 
hold his feet to the fire on all of his failed predictions? I'm just going to tell you one thing. No matter if the Islanders make the playoffs or they don't, if they make the playoffs, that's a good thing because, right, everybody likes to see the Islanders in the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, Phil's going to be off of Twitter for a full year, Grumpy. I want to have the I want to have the ability to mute Phil because when he starts spreading his lies, I want to mute him. What type of lies is he going to spread, Grumpy? Mostly anytime he opens up his mouth, really. He'll oh. say something. He'll lie about something, and then I'm going to oop, hit that button. Boop. Boop, boop, boop. No, boop. he doesn't lie, Grumpy. He does. He gas. He gaslights the the. Uh, fan he does base. gaslight the fan base. That absolutely he does. And I got to stop him. I have to stop. It's my mission to stop him. No, Grumpy. It's like good and evil. Both need to exist in the battle. It will be told for years and years. Oh, well, most people say that Phil is the good and we are the evil. <laughs> we are just the truthful. We are the we are the light in the wilderness. That's what we are. Good and evil makes no difference. All right, that's cool. But hey, we're here at the end of the show, Grumpy. What do you want to say before we wrap things up? I already said it. Did you say loud laughter? Yes, I did. Okay. Thanks for paying attention. You started talking about when Phil was coming along, Grumpy, and I got distracted. Um, but thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the show here today. We'll be live with you guys tomorrow, first off, on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That's going to be on our channel there in the link in the description below, or you can find it on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Um, also, we'll be live here with us next, Talking Islanders, on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much, Eddie, for tuning into the show today. Um, and hey, Islanders season is about to begin. I'm excited. We're all excited here. Even if the results aren't going to be what we want this year, it's just nice to get hockey back. Thanks so much, as always, Grumpy, for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening and commenting in. Thank you so much, Grumpy. My pleasure.